Go with me to Matthew chapter 6 to verse, verse 24 is where I'm going to spend my time tonight uh, for our attention for our series. Jesus and God just moved so powerful last Sunday and he moves powerful every week here. And let us not be, let us never grow, um, let us never grow familiar with the presence of God because he's not everywhere. He's not at every place. There's people who are conjure up false fires to try to get him to come. And we don't have to do that because he dwells among the people tonight who sincerely comes to see and have him and dwell in, in, in our midst. And so we started a series entitled Jesus and, and the series, the purpose of this series, ladies and gentlemen, is to talk about and to get us focused in on allowing Jesus and allowing Jesus and only Jesus to be the center of our lives. That's what this is about. This series is so that you can take away whatever you have that's an add-on to him. And what I mean by that is whatever we, whatever we don't allow Jesus to be fully control of, we are still allowing something to control us. And Jesus wants our full, he wants us to, he wants full control in our lives. That you do not only understand that you can be your own God in your own eyes. You can. It's not always, it's not always other people or other things. It can be you, Jesus and you. And Jesus saying, no, it's just simply me. It's simply me wanting to use you. Say, I am an instrument that God wants to use. Go with me in Matthew chapter 6 is a continuation, ladies and gentlemen, of one of the great messages that Jesus preached on. The, it was called the Sermon on the Mount. In the chapter before, we talked about the Beatitudes, ladies and gentlemen, which is the, the, is the ways that a kingdom citizen is, should behave or govern in the kingdom of God. Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that we are here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And I like what Jesus says, that no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, let me talk a little bit about mammon. And let me talk a little bit about and put some things in perspective tonight. Now, a lot of times, a lot of people sometimes can't get with Christianity or get with the Bible because they feel like Jesus talks bad against money. He doesn't. Jesus talks about some of the heart's intent of money, not against money itself. The Bible really says that money solves all things. And if we can be honest in the room, if you hit the lotto on the tomorrow, or even if you hit it tonight, you would quit your job. When we talk about mammon, ladies and gentlemen, often in the Greek word is also referred to, is referred to riches, all right? It's referred to riches, all right? Also, when we talk about mammon, uh, there, there is also a thing that theologians have that with this word that it derived, that it didn't necessarily mean so much riches, but it had a different meaning and all of that. I'm not getting into all of that. Let's go for what it says face value, can we? 
It's talking about riches. God, you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon could be anything. For the text, it really is talking about riches, that you can't serve God in riches, that it is not God's intent for you for money to, so that you would serve money, but money would serve your purpose. Okay? Not that, I'm, not, that my money con- not that money controls my actions, is that I control what I do with money. Money does not change anybody. It, it, can, it, it only reveals one's true character. Why is it that when people do come into money and they come into different riches, that you didn't begin to notice a character change? Why is it that you notice that at any big family event or around a death and we got money on the line that you start seeing family members act funny? Why is it when you get around certain things and you get a little money that you start seeing people come out of the woodworks saying, hey, cuz, you know I love you. You ain't talked to them for over 20 years. Because the reason why is because people have this love that says the root of, oh my God, the root, the money is the root of all evil. The love of money, excuse me, is the root of all evil. In other words, what I'm saying is is that if you allow money to be a master in your life, then that is where the evil is. But money itself, the paper you and I have in our hands is not evil. But it is the root of one's intent of his heart. What Jesus is really getting to, ladies and gentlemen, and is really not that deep, it's getting to one where is one's uh, fidelity in. All right. What Jesus is really getting to and the heart of the matter that Jesus is getting to is where is your trust? What Jesus is also getting to, ladies and gentlemen, is a matter of service is a matter of what are you serving? Because whatever you're serving is serving you. So the real reality, ladies and gentlemen, is that it is not that Jesus is talking bad about money. There is Jesus is also the, the Proverbs also talks about that, that you know, I mean, uh, um, that the, the Proverbs also talks about uh, when it talks about money and a, a, a man handling his affairs with discretion. So the Bible, there's a lot of money management tools in the scripture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A lot of the money management things you hear is things that are that derives from the word of God. When you start hearing people saying, oh, give 10 percent to a charity so that you're given. That is something that is taken from the principle of tithing. So these are things that you hear that's done because it's done because a lot of times they'll tithe to a charity to feel good about their deeds. But also it's a tax write off. And in the long run, it helps to benefit you and makes you feel good about yourself for the moment. What I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, that, again, I have to be careful with this because I believe we talk to a lot of different people and we talk to different classes of people. There is nothing wrong with money. There is nothing wrong with it at all. It's something that is wrong when you are allowing that to be a master and allowing that to govern your behavior. Because the reality is, Jesus, you will if you if that is your master, you will cheat, you will steal, you will do anything for it. That's why you have people who go to jail for embezzlement. That's why you have people who go to jail because they want to for different things that are around money because they allow it to master them. And here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, is talking to us in, in a broader term about materialism. 
at how our, our need for materialism is what is beginning. And there's nothing wrong. Again, let me say this. There's nothing wrong with having things. I'm not telling you that you can't have the nicest stuff in life. I'm telling you that you should not allow that to determine your value. I'm not saying that you can't have any great things in life, but I'm saying not to allow that to end up being an idol in your life. That you feel like you're not accomplishing anything because you don't have it. What I'm telling you is, is that it's okay to have good stuff and not go in the broke house trying to keep up with the Joneses to make it seem like you got more than the next person. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that if you are allowing anything that has anything that you hold of great value over God, ladies and gentlemen, is an idol. It is something that you put as a master. Here's why this is important in the Jesus and message series, because what Jesus is asking us is what two masters that he's what he's saying to us is that you cannot have two masters. You can only have one because here's the real reality. You've got to either love one or hate the other. Here's what people are trying to do. They're trying to have Jesus and another person. Jesus or another idol that they had in their lives. And Jesus is saying that one has to, you got to love one and hate the other. There is no way in the world that you can have two and give that equal amount of your time. Hi everyone, my name is Bumi, and I would like to invite you to go ahead and download our Transformation Christian Fellowship app. It's a really convenient and really easy way to stay connected with us here at TCF. You can find the latest sermon and more of our exclusive content here at TCF. You can simply download the app in the App Store or the Google Play Store, or go ahead and click on the link in the bio and download it from there. Don't miss out. And remember, transformation starts here. Here's the other thing about God. God is a jealous God. God is not about sharing you with no one or nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can I make it more personal? Can I bring it down to today's time, all right? It's the same ideology that people have that I can have two women. Are you hearing me? I can have two of them and we just praise them like, oh, that brother really doing it. But there's no way that you can love both of them equally. Because what happens is, is if one is doing better than the other, then you'll end up resenting the other one. Are you hearing me tonight? <laughs> so luck, so God in your, in your womanizing spirit don't work. The idea that you can have two and they can get along with, they're just dumb. They don't, they have, they have no self-esteem. You get what I'm saying? It don't work that way because eventually you're going to be with one more than what you are another. That's it. That's it. And what God is saying, it is not possible to do that. Because real the reality is, is that whatever the one that has your attention for the moment is what you're going to give all of your, 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 your energy to. And here's where we have it in a day where people have commitment issues we can't commit to anything, so what we have is Jesus and our idol that we put there. And we allow the philosophy of men to creep into us to think that, that, all, that, that all of that is fine. Because it, it, shapes your, it shapes your character. No, it doesn't. 
You cannot shape and base your life on multiple philosophies. Because all philosophy is contradicts each other. It confuses you because one says this, the other says that. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, it goes to this lie and this belief that is out there that people are believing that again, that, that, that we all serve the same God. That originally, ladies and gentlemen, that if you really look at all of the religions, all of them say the same thing. And I will venture and tell you that they don't. If you go on a study and you really get to the deeper root of each religion and actually gets to its origin, you will begin to see that certain faiths were based off of taken from another. When you look at the Islamic faith, their faith was taken out of the Jewish faith. And now we conjure up, you want to talk about Jesus being a man-made God, but, <laughs> but was allies a man-made God? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Buddha is a man-made God. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All of them are dead. Are you hearing me? But in our personal life, you can't not, you can't sit at the feet of all that and, and, and try to live your life off of that. You want to know why you can't? Because it will leave you confused. And many people around our, uh, around our age and seasoned people are confused because they don't know where they stand. Are you hearing me tonight? They're confused because they have this and that. And because whatever the other one is saying, that is a pleasing one's flesh. Are you hearing me tonight? Jesus says no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other. You can't have two things there and think that you can give equal enough time to it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're going to love one or hate the other. And God is saying the one that you need to hate is the latter and not me. Are you getting what I'm saying? You because whatever you have, whatever, because here's the thing. Here's this scripture, ladies and gentlemen, is talking about value. What do you value? Do you value a relationship with God or do you value the relationship you have with your idol? What do you value? Do you value mammon, the riches and the and the things of this earth over God? Or do you value him? Let me give you, can I show you something in the same, can I show you something in the same scripture here? It, it, can I, I want to show you something. Verse 20, uh, verse 19 says, do not lay up your, yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Verse 20 says, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will also be. Are you hearing me tonight? When you are just worried about this whole little thing called life on the earth, if you're trying to store up all your treasures here, guess what? Eventually, rust, moth, all that going to get to it. You're going to die. That's fading. You can't take your money with you. So you spend your whole life fighting and grabbing and trying to claw your way to the top to eventually, ladies and gentlemen, 
to die. And that passes on to something else. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's what ended up happening. And here's what I'm telling you. You are, you, you, you are valuing something that doesn't have a long term, that does not produce in the long term a, res, a, a, a great end result. Are you hearing me tonight? Why in the world am I spending time on this? Because here's the thing. When you, are, when you devalue God and value something else, that becomes an, that become, that is how anxiety and worry is then caused. There, ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus says this verse, he immediately, ladies and gentlemen, then goes in to say, therefore, let me show you. This is where I'm going to tell you. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature. Why does Jesus come from saying you can't serve two masters? You can't serve God in riches because when riches become your goal and you value that over God, that's when worry starts becoming an issue. So everyone wants to talk about my mental health and what I'm going through mentally, that I need to take a mental day. Nothing wrong with that. But I would question a person and say to you, well, where, what are you valuing in your life? What are you holding? Let me be careful. What are you putting in place of where God should be? Because here's what Jesus is saying to you. Aren't you more valuable to me? Than the birds of the air? Aren't you have. See see I have a value system. I value everything on this earth. I value everything. I created it. Here's the thing. That's different than all of everything else that was created. He's the one who put his breath. He breathed on us. And everything God created. He created from his hands. God breathed on you and I, the breath of life. He put a spirit in us. Are you hearing me tonight? Here's what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is that with Jesus and with Jesus and something else, the real reality is you want to know why you're, you're so worried and you got a lot of anxiety because you're still trying to serve too. And what Jesus is saying to us, are you not more of value? Why are you worrying about what you're going to eat? What you worrying about what you're going to what, what you going to drink? What you worrying about all of, what clothes you going to wear? Why are you worrying about that? Where are you worrying about where you going to live? Where are you worrying about why all of that stuff? If I take care of that, why would I not take care of you? Jesus, what he said, Jesus further goes on in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. It says, therefore, do not worry saying what we shall eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. 
For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Gentiles in that mind would be people who are of world, who are of the world, not the chosen ones. That's what they seek. Here's what is happening. The reason why the church doesn't look doesn't stand out for some people who are unbelievers is because they feel as though that people inside the church are seeking for the same very thing that they are seeking for. Are you get what I'm saying? That we in the church are seeking for the same thing. Validation from the world. Seeking to be famous. Nothing wrong with that. But famous in whose eyes? You get what I'm saying? Seeking to be rich. Nothing wrong but, but for what? What purpose? That's why we go to all these get rich quick schemes. Why? Because we want to get somewhere fast without having to, 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 to have to put faith in God to get us there. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. In other words, what Jesus is saying that your God, our heavenly father, knows that you need this stuff. He knows the necessities of life. Here's the reason why you put something else there and seek it because you don't feel as though God understands these things. He says, I know you need all these things, but let me do you a favor. If you don't seek two and you seek the one, Here's what he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. It's not that you're not going to pursue other things, but the, the real pursuit should be first God. Through God, God then gives you purpose for all of the rest of the things that you should go after. Because it's, it, it is his plan for your life. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he says, all these things shall be added to you. Watch this. What is, when it says all these things, it's everything that Jesus mentioned to them. Yeah. And more. Yeah. Are you hearing me? What I'm trying to get you to understand is that you cannot serve two masters. You have to decide that you, can, you have to make a decision to say, you know what? I am going to put my full commitment to serving God. Yeah. And to serve him with all of my heart and with all of my might. Because he will take care of me. And most importantly, out of all the things to seek, I'm seeking a person that, guess what? That with seeking God and seeking the person of his son, you know what that means for me? I'm laying up treasures in heaven for myself. That does not have any expiration date. We're excited to introduce Transformed Clothing. Our official clothing brand of Transformation Christian Fellowship. Shop now online. Boldly and with style represent the kingdom of God. Transformation starts here. What I'm trying to get you to understand is I'm trying to get you to elevate your thinking beyond what this is. Because guess what? When you do that, you'll start seeing that this life, things start ordering itself. See, you start, you, you think with, with earth in mind, not heaven in mind. You know what earth in mind thinking gets you? Once you die, it's over. <laughs> There's nothing beyond this. That's not heavenly minded thinking. That's right, that's right. Heavenly minded thinking, ladies and gentlemen, and thinking the way and, and, and heavenly minded thinking is knowing that, listen, I'm doing what I'm doing here because I have something waiting for me over there. And whatever I need here, the one that is over all of this 
can come to, oh my God, can send blessing through the supernatural into the natural in my life and give me the provision I need. Are you hearing me tonight? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that you're serving God and mammon. You're valuing this and not valuing God. We value our possessions. If somebody told you, and that's why the rich man, when Jesus came, rich man said, what can I do to follow you, Jesus? Jesus says, sell it all. Sell it all. This was a test for this man that he failed because he was in love with his possessions. Here's what, this is what, this is what um, Paul said to the Romans. He said, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator? Who is blessed forever. So you trade the corrupt, you trade the incorruptible for the corruptible. And the previous verses. You trade the truth for a lie. You served and worshiped the creature. You worship God's creation more than you worshiped Him. You worship the natural resources that he created instead of worshiping him. You worship the world systems instead of worshiping him. Worship, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, when it gets to, when we get to a deeper level of this, is understanding obedience. It is obeying God. It is saying to yourself, I am not going to have, I'm not going to disobey God and trade what I have for a counterfeit. I'm not trading the truth that I have for a lie. He said, I'm a, he said, and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. So I'm going to trade a blessing that is eternal for something for a momentary, for a moment, for, for a momentary fix. I can't do that. And that's what we do when we have Jesus and this. Because the reality is it's coming down to what do you prioritize? Where is your priority? When your priority is God, you are, your life will revolve around it. When your priority is God, you'll start being, not that you won't have stress, you'll be a little bit less stress, you'll be stress-free. But that's why you're worrying, because your priorities are all jacked up. And when you sit down and say, you know what, God, I'm doing too much. I'm trying to govern myself. Because there's, a, there's a something that I see that I'm going after that is really not what you have ordained. I'm making something to be more than what it is. Rather than saying, you know what, God? I'm going to just rest in the palm of your hand. That's what I'm going to do. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. We're going to come to a close. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through 3, Moses is leaving off the scene, but he said this. It says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon what? You. And do what? Obey you. Because what? 
Read the verse 3. Read the next verse. Once it comes up, read the next verse. Why are you living a life full of anxiety, a, li a life full of stress? Why are you doing all of that? You want to know why? Why are you doing all? This is what he said. Simply this. You obey the voice of the Lord. You hold me as priority and watch. This shall overtake you. I will exalt you above all the nations. Thank you, Lord. That's what I will do for you. When you keep me as the, re, as the center. When I am the center of your life, everything will flow out of me. When you're more God-centered, you're more focused. When you're more God-centered, you're not seeking everything else. You're staying in the lane that God had for you. And guess what? Being content in it. And not focusing on all of this stuff. All of this stuff is fading. Accolades fade away. It all goes when you die. <laughs> Life keeps going. But guess what? Blessed shall I be when I come in. Blessed shall I be when I come out. That is the blessings and the favor of the Lord. It says blessed shall be the fruit of your body. The fruit of your work shall be blessed. It's not saying that you're not doing nothing. It's just saying the things that you are doing in priority with my purpose for your life will be blessed. You get what I'm saying? And so when you don't have two masters and you only focus with God being your master, the blessings of the master rest upon you and it overtakes you. And the blessing of the master, it long lives the blessing of this earth. Are you hearing me tonight? Yeah. And that's why people will always wonder, why are you different? Because God is my king. Yeah. I don't serve two masters. Yeah. I serve God. Yeah. And I serve the true living God, yeah. Jesus, the living God. Yeah. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, you got to ask yourself, what do I got as an idol that's keeping me up at night? Yeah. That's having me stress over that's having me look at other people's lives and envy and jealousy. What is it that I'm having as a as a as a as a as another god in my life that I need to get rid of? Am I in my own way? Am I allowing my love for treasures and pleasures and a pleasure can also be a god? Riches can be a god. Anything that you value over God is a god in your life. And whatever you don't, you're not willing to let go of, you will never experience the true blessing of God in your life. Because the reality is Jesus is saying none of this stuff. TCF, we are not a church and we will not be a church that you can see Jesus and all of this stuff. No, if we're going to be a blessed church and God will exalt us above, we got to be so focused on him 
and allowing him to be the priority. And seeing how when he becomes the priority, how with him being the priority, see how all of this stuff just flourishes. See how your life flourishes. See how God takes you further than those who have been around you. Tell, show you, I'm telling you, if you just really trust God, I'm not saying that that's not going to come with some bumps in the road. I'm not telling you that Satan will not throw his darts at you because he will and he will try to stop your pursuit. But guess what? When you make it a priority, the blessings of the Lord will overtake any darts out of the enemy. Are you hearing me tonight? They cannot stop you because guess what? You have made God an ultimate priority. You've made God the priority. Yes, your family's a priority. But trusting God with your family is the most important thing. Money is great. You need it. Go after it. But guess what? Make God, make, make God the priority. May you seek him. And may, him, may he show you how to obtain it and steward it and, and, and lay it aside. Because guess what? You're not going to live with it. It says, blessed is the one who leaves an inheritance for his children. The money you're working for is not meant to stop with you. It's meant so that legacy can continue through. Here's the problem with the African-American community. Here's the problem with us. We are so self-centered that we don't understand that money is, should be generational. That's why, that's why other races are further along than what we are. Because we don't understand the blessing of generational wealth within our families. We don't understand the blessing. There's nothing wrong with money. I don't preach down about money. I ain't trying to be broke. What does it look like seeing a broke preacher? Why would I believe the God he serves? Come on. Let's be, let's be honest. I like nice stuff too. I'm marrying somebody who definitely like nice stuff. You got to keep her tamed. I ain't trying to put nobody out there, but I got a mom who likes nice stuff too. And Lord knows I ain't trying to put her out there, but my God, woman, Jesus. <laughs> she definitely needs shopping to come across. <laughs> ah! But what I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, that, it, that at the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, I want you, I, it is God's desire that you may be blessed. It is God's desire that you will experience his blessing. He, that's why he gave us his son. That through him we'll, we have every spiritual blessing. And God does not admit this is not a poverty gospel I'm preaching to you. I'm, what I'm telling you tonight is to keep God the center. Don't fall for all of this. Don't fall for all of that, 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 the facade, all of that stuff through social media. Don't fall for all of that. Don't fall for the, for the, for, for the trick of, uh, and the allurement of the world. There are stuff out there, but it's all fading. And God gives you something that the world cannot give you. That's 
That's why you can't serve both of them. Because in him is true fulfillment and wholeness that you can't get from nowhere else. But the reason why you step out from God and the reason why you keep two is because you feel like one gives you something that the other doesn't. And I'm trying to tell you, find something that can do something better than God, and I'll show you that you're a liar. Because the reason why is because when you tell me that, you really don't know God. And you will stop yourself of knowing him in a deeper way. You only see God as coming to church, singing a nice song. You keep that. You think that the relationship of God is because you come with church. That's a part of it. But the real reality is that God wants you to know him. That's why you have two masters. God saying, which one are you going to serve? Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve mammon? You going to serve God or are you going to serve your flesh? Are you going to serve God or your own pleasures? Are you going to serve God? What are you going to do? God's saying here, I'm waiting. What you going to do? I'm chilling. <laughs> it's your life. I'm chilling. What you going to do? Because I tell you, I'm just going to be right here. I ain't changed. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm the same. I know what I have, but do you know what you have? I know why I know what I have to offer. But do you know what I have to offer? Do you trust that? Oh pastor, how can I trust a God that I've never seen? Well, how can you trust the money that you think that is going to get you somewhere? The same stupidity. That's my question to you. Stand your feet. What, sir, what are you going to serve today? What are you going to serve? What are you serve? You got to ask yourself the question. It's very important. I'm telling you. It's very important. Well, if you're not saved, I give you Jesus Christ in this room tonight. Because I'm telling you, if you're not serving him, then you're, then you're, not, you're serving two masters. Then, then you have not allowed him to be the master of your life tonight. And when you give your life to Christ, he becomes the master, the king, the one who's in control. You know what I see about most people? They're in rebellion. They don't want to feel like someone controls their life. But Jesus is saying is give me ultimate control tonight and watch what I'll do in your life tonight.